Hello and welcome back. Hello. Is that a thing? Uh, welcome to Fudging the Facts. I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Jess. Or Jessica. Whatever you want to call me. I'll answer to anything. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you have listened to this podcast before, welcome back. And if you have not, uh, it's nice having you. If you wouldn't mind dropping a like, review, subscription, you know, all that biz. Uh, whether you're new or not, we still like those. It's our favorite present. Merry Christmas. Speaking of which, Merry Christmas, because that was just a couple of days ago. Or um, I think, what, Han- what Hanukkah's over, Kwanzaa's over. Yeah. I follow someone on Instagram that comes from a dual faith family. Is that what, they, is that what the correct terminology is? Sure, for yeah. yeah. Um, and it was like they celebrated like the Judaism and, is that the word? I say Judaism, but I think you can say Judaism, and I think that's the same thing. Judaism? No, that sounds wrong. But Judaism. I don't know. You have a British accent. Yeah. So you probably say it differently so than both of the ways yeah. I say it. Um, and she's quite a, like she's a famous person in the UK, and she taught her children both uh, this year. So they celebrated Christmas and Hanukkah. Isn't there one before that called Chukuna? Oh, let me find out what it's called. Chanukah. Like Hanukkah with a C at the front. Yeah. It's just Hanukkah. Oh, okay. There you go. There's my lovely dyslexic. No, it's <laughs> no, well, no, no. To be honest, like, it's, it's, the, Hebrew, it's spelled it? different. Yeah. 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 That's probably why. But yeah, that um, was. To be cool to 100% honest, I'm assuming that they're the same word, but one is just when it's written in a different language. But I could be 1,000% wrong. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. That's why I want to learn it and teach it to my non-existent children. Yeah. (laughs) But not because, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's nice. You should know what other people are celebrating. You know what I mean? 100%. You should understand it. And I totally don't understand it. So we should probably. I don't know why I'm waiting for my invisible children to teach it or learn it. But (laughs) that's when I'm going to do it. It's on my agenda. For when you have children. Yeah. First on the list. Well, not first, because they can, won't understand at say. the beginning. So <laughs> once they're a little... We're going like, to skip, <laughs> skip um, teething and everything like that, point <laughs> training. Nope, we're going straight to religion. We're going to teach you all the holidays. Anyway, happy yeah, anyway. Uh, whatever holiday you celebrated, folks at home. Um, yes. How did you celebrate this year then, Jess? Because obviously it's a bit of a different year due to COVID. And what was your restrictions? And if you had Uh, any restrictions, how did you celebrate? Well, I had just dinner at my parents' house this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Nobody in my family. Normally we get together, like, big group of people. Um, I normally go to more than one event. Um, Christmas Eve, usually I'll be at my mom's house for her little shindig, um, which this year we did do that um, at her house for Christmas Eve, but it wasn't like a party like it normally is. It was just us. Um, Mm -hmm. And then my like Christmas Day stuff is normally, you know, I'll go to like my aunt's house and my grandma's house or whatever. And I didn't do either one of those. Um, Mm. I just stopped back at my parents' house again on Christmas day and 
spent a little time over there with them. But that was pretty much it was it was weird. But I know I don't know. It's kind of like a lot of people did different things kind of based on what their comfortability was with it. Mm -hmm. But our restrictions are not as specific as yours. Um so right now all the states can make their own choices you know so it's different Uh from state to state so that was a little weird because i live on the border between ohio and michigan yeah so michigan is has stricter guidelines than ohio does um so but it didn't affect that makes it difficult doesn't it yeah but it it didn't affect what i was doing or anything but um but it was okay but you guys have Mm. like very specific restrictions for in it and it's a federal order it's your whole country not just yes you know one so the weekend before christmas boris came on on the tv on a saturday night just what you want um and basically said um there needs to be an action plan because there's new cases of COVID and there's a new variant of covid that is like uh 70 percent more transmittable than the, the last one and basically shocked the whole nation with all the stats and statistics. Well, not the same thing. All the statistics. Um, the stats about... and statistics. <laughs> exactly the same thing. Um, about all the numbers going up and where the hotspots were and whatnot. So basically, he cancelled Christmas for England. Yeah. Um in many ways and he introduced so I live in Essex and we was in a we're in a tiered system so each tier has different restrictions and the the higher the though the lower the tier the higher the restriction so we were on the top tier and um, you said that you said that backwards you mean that, uh, yeah, that I mean, the higher number of the tier the more restrictive it is Yes, correct. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. So we were in tier three, and that was the currently the highest tier, uh, highest restrictions. And then um, on that Saturday, he announced that it was going to be a new tiering to tier four, and that all the t- tier three people basically had to move up to tier four because we weren't following guidelines. And now, well, there was more restrictions, so everything closed. Is We're it not by to see anyone? Is it by like the whole the whole country, or is it just your county? Like, does it go by it's counties? By, yeah, it goes. It does oh, okay. go by counties, but um. See, I thought it was your whole country. Make, I'm sorry. So, he obviously governs the whole country and says who's in which tier. Um, right, but right. we don't have before the new tiering system came out. We had as a county. We could decide what tier we would be in, but oh. based on our own values. But now it's not. It's not. It's decided for us. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we're not allowed to socialise indoors with anyone. Like stay at home. Um, all work's got to be like inside um, at home as well now. So people were going back to work slowly, but um, yeah, it doesn't affect me because I still work from home. But, um, you, you want to know something so stupid is um so my therapist it, it's not her fault actually it's really just the company but they had me on remote meeting like remote uh appointments with her right so it would just be over the phone 
Okay. Yeah. So, and that was for, you know, all the way since the very beginning of COVID, right? So the whole time I've been talking to her on the phone. But then Mm -hmm. like a couple of months ago, they called me to let me know that they're not doing over the phone um, anymore. They don't want to do over the phone appointments anymore. So I had to come back in. Except my therapist is not local. Meaning that when I went to the office, they then put me in a room where I then video chatted with my therapist. And I was oh, like, are you God, kidding me? That is so silly. You could have done I'm that like, your house. Seriously? <laughs> that is I'm so like, I, strange. This is so pointless. Since COVID and since this whole thing, do you think your attitudes have changed towards um, going outside? Because I know definitely mine have. Like, like you don't want I'm to go like, outside? I, can, I don't want to go outside. And the fact that I can do everything from my house it's more it's easier for me <laughs> like it's comfortable I, I don't know if I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast but when I was at work I was so distracted by people I'd be at someone's desk having a chat I'd be going around the office with my fluffy socks it was too cold I'd be like here there and everywhere going to make a cup of tea every 10 minutes because it was getting up from my desk something to do whereas at home that that all that stuff is taken away from me and I'm much more comfortable. And when well, I do go outside now, I find it very like ugh, kind of just can't To be fair, why, this, why am I outside? To be fair, your your office was like hot desks, right? So you yes. didn't have your own desk. You got a different desk every time you went in. Like everybody yeah. shared everything. Because different people would be in the office on different days, right? Right? Uh-huh. So that does kind of make work like being at work kind of like less comfortable in general, I think, because mm-hmm. you don't you have your, all your you shit in one place. <laughs> exactly. You don't have your own space. You don't have your stuff ready. Like you have to remember to bring everything with you every time. And it's not just already, you know, set up. Uh huh. So to that, like I would, I definitely see why you wouldn't want to keep doing that. Like you prefer being at home where all of your things are already there. Yeah. So what else is up? Like, what's happening? What's up in Jessica's life? Oh, like, that is it. Like, complete Uh. silence. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing Um. then. Any changes? Any new things? What have you been reading? What have you been watching? Oh, okay. So I just watched um, Self Made the story of Madame C.J. Walker on Netflix. So mm-hmm. um, that is a historical TV show. Um, it has Octavia Spencer in it. She plays Madame C.J. Walker. And um, her daughter is played by Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was pretty good. Do you know who Madame C.J. Walker is? No. Tell me more. <laughs> I wondered because you your face doesn't look like you know. so um madam cj walker was the first self-made millionaire in america and she was a um she was a black woman that was born shortly after emancipation so she was born free 
but she was born in a time when a lot of people had just been freed from slavery. So Mm -hmm. that um, is definitely prevalent, you know, in her life. Um, But she created like a hair cream and hair. Well, she made more than that, like other products and stuff, but she made hair products for Mm -hmm. um, because at the time it was, you know, she wanted it to be more accessible to um, the working black women who didn't have time to take care of their hair properly. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, watch the show and maybe one day I'll cover her and go into, go into more detail about her. Um, that'd be cool. But she was cool. I actually am pleased. Like I got really spoiled this year and I'm actually, this is the first year, obviously because of COVID that typically, I go and tell my family or my friends or whatever what I want or they buy me a gift and I don't have any input on it at whatsoever. And this is the first year where I took a bit of control of the situation and done an Amazon list. So due to the pandemic mainly, I think, we sort of got out of... I felt a little bit disconnected from my family in a sense that they don't really know me, so I would end up with loads of bath shit, so <laughs> which I didn't want. So <laughs> I um, I took control of that and done an Amazon list, and loads of people were really welcome to the idea and thought it was a really good idea. So I got loads of people doing it in my family, and we would exchange gifts gifts through Amazon, basically Amazon lists. So everyone got what they wanted, which was really nice and different. You haven't got any of those crap presents that you didn't want. <laughs> That is nice. Yeah. That so is nice. I highly recommend it if if you're stuck. I never even looked at your Christmas list before I bought your stuff. I, I didn't even know you I had know. a Christmas list. I don't like Christmas lists. I know. I know. But in a sense. I get them. Like I totally get just, them. Yeah. I get them as a purpose. Like, um, I guess I've, I've made one, you know, like I've made, I yeah. have, I've had Amazon lists or whatever. And that's like what my grandma will look at. Like people mm. in the family who like, yeah, don't know don't what really, you want. <laughs> that is, that is what it is. That's why I, but I for gave, people like, that you're close with, like, I don't like them. Like, I wouldn't want you to give me a list for you. Cause I want to give you a gift that I, I want to give you're you. And really, you're really good at it. Uh, Jessica is one of the greatest gift givers I've ever come across in my life. <laughs> you know why fair. I'm a good gift giver? Is because I, like, every time, I, I really think about it, like, really, really hard. Like, it, getting yeah. gifts for people is very in-depth. I think about it deeply, who you are as a person, what yeah. we have shared together, what <laughs> you are interested in, things you yeah. have said to me six months ago that you don't remember saying to me. Things yeah. I've noticed, things I think you need, like things I think will make your life better. I just, I don't know. I put so a some, lot of thought into into someone's gift. And I respect that. And I love gift giving. And so do you, don't you? I love gift you giving. Love, I don't really yeah. particularly care about receiving gifts. Like I just really yeah. love gift giving because I like yeah. knowing that I figured out something that someone would like. Yeah. It's like and a challenge. She's bloody good at it. She's bloody good at it. Um, I must admit, I'm pretty crap. <laughs> I I know certain things where you are not crap. Like you, 
your heart is always in the right place when you give a gift. Yeah. You really try to think about it. Yeah. So that's all you need. But I also feel like. You I put get, so much pressure on yourself, though. Like, yeah, I get worried that yeah. they're not going to like it. I, and I really, it's like, say if they haven't, say if I've thought outside the box a bit. Sometimes you think a little bit too far outside the box, maybe is the Yeah, problem. I do. Yeah. I Just find the, the hardest thing is to buy it from the males in my family. Oh my God, me too. Or any ma- any male. But this year, I I actually the first year in about five years, I've bossed it with my dad. This year, he was I got because my dad's birthday is right near Christmas, mm. so it's even particular harder to get like make sure he's got a gift, a nice gift for both. Yeah, sure. And I literally hit the nail on the head for his um, birthday gift. He was so chuffed. I got him, and I don't know if any guys out there that were struggling to find a gift for your dad and he works or um like he works outside or was it whatever tradesman my dad used to always suffer the fact that he hates getting his phone out the pocket to answer his phone so i bought him a beanie with bluetooth headset inside it so that he could answer the phone with a touch of a button like on his on his hat i feel like so my dad also used to work in that same area i don't know how to i don't know why i like froze on that i was like that (laughs) yes he broke in the he worked in the same industry before he retired so um his thing like he just wouldn't ever hear his phone like it's too loud like they would play music um while they were working like on the radio would be all real loud or whatever and the the phone was just not as loud as like a power saw you know (laughs) Yeah, exactly, and uh, that's quite handy with this. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's only it's like a knitted hat, so I will have to find him a better solution for the summer. But at the moment, I've got winter covered. So, <laughs> well, you know, for the summer, you can get him one of those like Bluetooth headphones that sits around your neck. Like, yeah, that might be one. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you'd I he wouldn't. I'm sure he wouldn't want like um uh the little like just ear pod things that just stick in your ear because they'll fall out and you'll lose them on a construction site. So I would say like the one that sits around your neck that has like the Mm -hmm. string up to your ear or whatever. I think that's, that would be Mm -hmm. maybe a good one for the summer. But yeah, so that was my one. And that was really out of the box because I didn't tell him. And normally I have to ask him every time, what do you want? And nine times out of 10 it is, Oh, can you get me, um, like thermals or a new trowel or something like building related. That's it's really funny boring. that your dad would like let you buy him a new trowel. That's what he got for his 50th birthday, an engraved trowel. That's hilarious. <laughs> I my dad would be like, why are you buying me that? Like, I'll just go buy that myself. <laughs> yeah. But he 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 doesn't like think of anything. He doesn't want. He doesn't want or need. And he's not one of these people that's interested in stuff. Oh my god, my dad. So either. He's, he's like, um, every time that it's like time to buy him something, it's like my mom being like, oh, get him some clothes that are like you know, not work yeah. clothes. I mean, not anymore because he is retired now. But at least before, it was always he needs clothes that aren't work clothes because eventually everything is work. Everything clothes. becomes yeah yeah. <laughs> That's what I had to get my brother as well. My brother um, had 
It's got quite expensive taste ever since he was about 10. Dominic or Lewis? Lewis. Lewis has expensive taste? Really bad. Really? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Who knew? Yeah, and he's always so... He's always gone to, like, sports shops so he gets, like, tracksuits and whatnot. Oh, that makes sense. But for work, yeah, for work, he would just use his old tracksuits or whatever. But he came, he noticed he needed, the dirtier he got, because the jobs he he does are quite dirty, so he gets very mucky very quickly. So the non-work clothes, there was never non-work clothes anymore because he was just trying to, be clean or whatever or try to right. had to change every time and eventually right. over time they just all became work clothes you guys love um, a tracksuit in england don't you <laughs> yeah so but he would have like a nike tracksuit and they're not cheap here uh, uh, they're not cheap here nike? either nike it's nike yeah nike yeah. Oh, we actually had, we actually discovered, um, because we had this conversation before, I feel like maybe when I was in England or drinking or something, I don't know. Sounds about right. We got onto this conversation (laughs) about Nike versus Nike. You know who also says Nike? Adam. Oh! Yeah. But um, we looked it up, and so Nike is the correct pronunciation. However, go on. Adidas. Say the one that is <laughs> Adidas. So, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Adidas, Adidas, as we call it in America, is the incorrect pronunciation because it is actually Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Which you know, okay, I'll, I'll take that. You have the correct okay. pronunciation of Adidas, and I'll have the correct pronunciation of Nike. But we go on all day about these. I'm never. And we have done on a very. Whenever we sort of have a drink, or in the past had a drink, we would spend hours on these conversations, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> Always. You know, though, I can tell you, I'm never gonna say Adidas instead of Adidas, because it just doesn't sound right to sound me. Right? Yeah. So I'm never like, even though you've told me that that's the way it's correctly pronounced and we all agreed that that's the way it's correctly pronounced i can't like yeah. it just doesn't there, come there out of my a, mouth correctly there was a new um way of saying things uh, a new word of saying like differences and stuff to um uk and american that i came out uh with a couple of weeks ago and it wouldn't come out not like a typical one that would come out quite regularly disorientated oh disoriented <laughs> Okay, this I forgot that this came up because you guys genuinely say disorientated or uh, present and past, like tense. But but so you can say I oh I feel so disorientated right now, and but that's not a word. That is it. It is here though. So I double checked it. I got fact checked. By the English Theosaurus and the, uh, the Theosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> it's just a Thesaurus because you added an O. The Theosaurus. <laughs> it's just a Thesaurus. Sounds, like <laughs> Sounds like a bloody dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> and and <laughs> the dictionary. I should say that better. So, yeah, it was by the dictionary and I found that. From the UK, it's typically always said as disorientated, not 
disoriented. Yeah. Because but no, w- the word. That's the part. The word is disorient. Yeah. Because the no, base. That doesn't sound right. Because to me. I you don't get. Disorient. But you don't disorientate. That's not a word. So why would it be disorientated? Because disorientate isn't a thing. You just disorient. So it's disoriented. So. It wasn't even with Jessica that I had this conversation, and now no, because it's like I'm gonna have it. No, it's come up before though, because I've heard you say it before and thought it was weird. But also, Charlie says it, and yeah. I thought that was weird too. And I'm like, because normally they typically just think you like want to know what things. it. You know what? A, ugh, you want to know? You want to know what? You want to know what it was that made me believe what? that that's the correct pronunciation of it for English people? Was when what? Harry said it. Thank you. <laughs> because and you and Charlie, Harry. you and Charlie both could easily be saying it wrong and think yeah. it's right. Harry wouldn't. No, Do you know never. what I'm saying? So I was like, no. That's got to be correct. But it's not a word. And it doesn't make sense that you guys say it that way. So I don't know how that started. I don't know how but it it's started weird. either. Yeah. But you there you go. If so. anybody out there is a linguist, uh, let me know why this happened. Because this is not the only word that you guys do this for. It's not mm-hmm. just disoriented. It's also... Um, things we put tated on, don't we? Yeah, like when things it that you need would. To be. Yes, yeah. Other other yeah. words with the same like setup, similar. You and not, you do it with let's that too. Let's not forget the the math versus maths debate that we I have oh, yeah. regularly. Oh yeah, maths. <laughs> I don't. I it's don't only know why. One to them, and we we apparently it, no no no. It's plural. Right? Is it plural? Yeah. Do we, is it the word called plural? The word math, the word math just by itself is plural. You guys say maths. Maths, as in maths, mathematics. There's many more. You can, you can comment or shoot us a line to tell us how many you can actually think of that, that we do, me or Jessica do wrong, but... Mm. There's thousands. Oh, we've had this conversation. We're both wrong, I'm sure, about Always. everything. Uh, it doesn't matter what we're Always. talking about. I'm probably and incorrect. it's great. It's a great debate. It's a great debate. Um, speaking of things that we're always wrong about, do you guys want to talk about history? Oh yeah, <laughs> we get that wrong a lot. So just kidding, we don't. We're we're pretty good on, on the facts most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. So, do you um? You want me to go? Yeah. Want me go, to go first. Okay. What, what we learning today? So I am going to take you guys back to weirdly the most popular decade, it seems like, 1980. Ooh. I don't understand. What, what decade? Hold on. Wasn't Have you guys yet. noticed this, though? Like, it seems like a lot of like films and movies now, like just recently, have been being set in the 80s. Like they're trying to bring the 80s back. Am oh, I wrong? 100%. No, it feels like I, it. I think you're right. I, yeah. You know, the reason that I'm thinking this is because I just watched Wonder Woman 1984 the other day, which I don't know oh, why okay. I didn't say when you asked me what I've been watching recently. <laughs> that would be a great time to cue that comment. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But yeah, I'm be greatly missed. <laughs> but so I watched Wonder Woman 1984, and of course, there's like a mall scene and like whatever. Which, by the way, I gotta say, can I say Wonder Woman? Why 19- the hell are you? Sorry, carry on. I was just gonna say it wasn't very good. I was just about to say, why the hell are you watching DC movies now? Like, okay, mm-mm. all right, mm-mm. back off with your Marvel hate, okay? Because I'm not mad at DC versus Marvel because I don't oh, care. I'm so mad. No, I don't care. <gasps> Sorry, before, like, this is... You, I know you didn't ask me what I've been watching or anything, but I need to tell you this. Didn't I? Oh, I didn't. That, oh, my God. I'm terrible. You <laughs> asked me and I didn't even ask you back. I didn't even notice. What's wrong with me? <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry. I'll just drop it in here. I'm so sorry. Wow. Oh, my God. A big thing happened about two weeks ago that I'm still a little bit shook about. Shook the right word? Yeah. I don't know. Um, down with the kids. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. You got it, girl. Oh yeah. Um, the Loki trailer came out. The new um uh-huh. series that's going to be on Disney Plus. Oh my god, I watched oh, it's it about a four series? times. Like, yeah. Is it people? Is Tom have... Hilton? Yes, it is. Oh, Sophie is never going to be the same again. Never. Oh, I can't, literally can't wait. It looks so good. It's set in like intertwining timelines with all the Mar- uh, Marvel Universe, like all the different movies and stuff. So it's intertwining throughout all the um, different phases. I don't even so know yeah, what I'm that means. I'm excited about that. Yeah. But yeah. And it also made me watch all of the Avengers again and it made me watch all of Thor's again just so, so I could see Tom Hiddleston's okay. face. <laughs> You're telling me that because and you not you don't even read the comics. You just like the movies, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but you're telling but I me have, that no I will give myself a little bit of justification here. So I may not have read the comics, but I have read the historic folklores about the Greek gods. Uh, not Greek gods, the um... Norse gods. Yeah, Norse gods, that's the word. <laughs> totally forgot that. Yeah, Norse, uh, Norse gods. So I have I have a book called The Book of Loki and it explains all like of the fairy tales as such of the time and that was based, like some of that was in the comics and that's where they got their basis from was from these storybooks so So there's a historical basis there yeah yeah well i sound like a right nerd that's all right no not wrong am i (laughs) (laughs) okay so i guess you are nerding a little harder than i thought because i was gonna say (laughs) that just being the movies fan and not even being like the comics fan like you are in with the marvel dc rivalry thing like you don't do dc which i think is so stupid like what is the difference (laughs) yep i am i'm like a virgin to dc i haven't ever watched a batman you've never watched a batman you didn't even watch like harley quinn nope someone once tried to trick me into watching suicide squad but it weren't happening i walked out (laughs) You're so no, sir. you're so weird. Wonder Woman <laughs> was the first one was really good. The first one was really yeah. really good. Yeah, and the second one, I had good movies, right? To be fair, meh. 
So you don't get that with the Marvel films. You get an excellent one in every single time. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I see. All right. Well, anyway, like I said, back to 1980. Sorry, carry on. Go so um, one thing about the 80s is back then was when we very first started having 24-hour news cycles. So oh, okay. CNN began having a 24-hour news cycle in 1980. But they were the only ones that did it at that point. And it wasn't that popular. Um, like, it was just boring. Like, it was like mm-hmm. watching C-SPAN all day, which is... I say, it's gonna, is it like um, like watching Big Brother? No, like it's, like, it's like watching... No, it's like watching, like, a bunch of... It's like watching a room. It's kind of like watching a waiting room. Oh, okay. Okay? Um, Or, like, getting, like, you know, like, it just... It was news, but it wasn't, like, exciting news. You know? It wasn't, like, something people really were, like, Uh whatever. But now, obviously, as we know, the news is, like, totally... People are, you know, there's excitement all the time, 24-hour news all the time. Like, it's a little too much now at this point. But, yeah. But anyway, so back then, um, CNN had just started in 1980, and then they had two big stories in in the decade that really, like, kind of put them on the map and made people start watching uh, 24-hour news and kind of uh-huh. changed the way the news worked. Um, and the first one was... Um, on January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty six, and that was the um, the launch of the space shuttle Challenger, which tragically exploded, um, like right after oh. um, you know, right after launch. takeoff. It was seventy three seconds later. Um, mm-hmm. but I'll cover that a different day. Um, because we're gonna talk about the second mm-hmm. thing, which was on October fourteenth, nineteen eighty seven. Which was the day that baby Jessica McClure fell down the well. Oh, okay. So, um, baby Jessica, she was 18 months old when this happened. Um, She was born in 1986 in March um, to her parents, which was Reba McClure and Louis McClure. But they went by Sissy and Chip. Nice. Isn't that adorable? So, baby Jessica is at daycare, which is her aunt's house. um, Jamie Moore is her aunt. And she has this daycare center in Midland, Texas. And so, there's a bunch of other kids. And they're all running around in the backyard. And everything's fine. And then, Jamie answers a phone call in the house. And she, you know, turns her back on the kids for, like, just a sec, you know. Um, And during that time, which is just a few minutes... Jessica falls down a well shaft is what we're going to call it because it's really small. So like when you think about, oh, the baby fell down the well, you think like maybe for me, like you think like a well, like in Snow White. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like a well. Like a brick, a brick outside layer, like a little bucket that glowers. To get the water out, like that sort of mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Yeah, like you think about like that kind of well, but it's not that kind and of well. And it sounds, 
when you said Jessica in the well, it kind of sounded like a like a. It sounds like a fairy tale. A nursery rhyme. Yeah. Or a nursery rhyme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Jessica fell down the well like someone fetched her out. <laughs> right, right. It does sound like but, that. Yeah. But it was actually so. It's only about um, eight inches in diameter. So it's oh really, God, really tiny. small. Yeah, it's really small. We're, it's for basically audience purposes, took, we're looking at our hands. <laughs> it's like if you took a piece... Okay, it's like if you took a piece of paper, because a piece of paper is eight and a half by 11. The short edge is a half an inch longer than the diameter of this hole. So that's how wide it is across. So like you're picturing a baby falling in to a hole that's as wide as a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper. So yeah. that's pretty small. You know, it's yeah. just an, it's just enough room for a baby to fall in, you know? So mm-hmm. um, it's 22 feet down that she falls. Um, so that's what, like? 22 feet would be like? About a two-story house. Probably about that. Well, maybe even a three. Six. No, 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 not three. It... If you're going off of a 10 or 11 foot ceiling, which some people have like nine, that's a high ceiling, a 10 foot ceiling, 11 foot ceiling is kind of a high Mm -hmm. ceiling. Um, But that's two stories. So she fell. She fell a bit. Quite far down. Yeah. She like slid down. So the Mm -hmm. way that she was in there was kind of like, kind of like a jackknife almost the way she fell. Like one of her legs was up. Oh, I see. Not near her head. Yeah. 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 So she's like basically in the splits down there. Okay. And. Yeah. um, So obviously they call the cops. That can't be comfortable. Right. Right. Exactly. So obviously they call the cops. But then think about this though too. Like babies are super flexible. Yeah. Like they They bounce back. Like they're just like a Mm -hmm. bouncy ball. (laughs) Basically. I mean don't throw your kid like a bouncy ball. Please don't do that. Don't throw your kids. She was, she was kind of okay, right? So, um, but obviously they don't, they don't know how they're going to get her out because mm-hmm. she's in a teeny tiny little hole, jackknifed, like how are you going to get her back up, right? So yeah, their plan is that, and okay, so I should tell you that Midland, Texas is a oil town at this point like there's a lot of oil i don't know if it is now i didn't look up midland texas i'm sorry midland texas um but in the 80s at least whether that's true now or not i don't know but in the 80s it was like there was a lot of oil people so a lot of people that worked Mm -hmm. in that field were there so what ended up happening is um the midland fire and police departments come but then there's also like local um oil workers that are there like to help. So Uh this is broadcast on CNN and it just like blows up all over the country and everybody is worried about baby Jessica. Everyone in the country knows about baby Jessica. Oh God. And they watch this live on the news while she's stuck in the well and they watch her rescue and it takes 58 hours Oh my god! So she's in there like no food, like. So I think they lowered some thing baby... down to her, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. 
but I think oh they did God. lower some stuff down to her. What was she, could I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to ask this question. Do you know what she was wearing? Was she wearing like a skirt or like baby grow or like pants, like trousers? <laughs> um, I just could imagine her covered in like scratches or grazes or obviously being so uncomfortable for that long, literally sliding down that, that like pipe. I imagine there's a lot of injuries. So in the pictures, she's like wrapped in like bandages and stuff. So, but it looks like maybe she she has like a little onesie or something or a little t-shirt on. Her her arms are exposed. Oh, okay. I don't know though what the temperature would have been like that day. It's Texas. So it probably still would have been warm in October, right? So she yeah. probably wasn't dressed very heavily. Um, but in the pictures, yeah, in the pictures, her arms are exposed. It looks like I can see a knee there. So maybe her legs are out too, but they've got her wrapped in bandages. So I'm not sure um, in all these pictures. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but while she's down there, she kept pretty calm. Like, you know, they, she, they, at one point, like they, they lowered a microphone down there. So they could try to hear, talk to her, and, you know, try to just make make sure she was okay, right? Yeah. So at one point, they can hear her singing Winnie the Pooh to comfort herself. Oh. And it's so cute. Oh, baby. So cute. And, I mean, she's tiny. She's just chitting down the pot. She's such a little girl. And, um, you know, so she's just hanging down there. And so what they did was these oil rig people got together, um, the oil engineers. Trillers? The oh, engineers, engineers. Okay. yeah. And what they did was they decided what they were going to do was drill, like, another hole next to her and then across, like, down to her level. Oh, okay. So, yep. To yeah. go straight in from like a like horizontal, no, yeah, horizontal yeah. angle yeah. straight across to her, yeah, yeah. yeah. It took forty five hours to take that far. Yeah, wow, crazy. You got to think about it though, haven't you? Got to think about like, but the the drill to get down, a, drill, a giant drill. The drill down didn't take that long. It was the drill across. That took so long. Yeah. Because they had to be really, really, get... really careful. And also, it's got to be wide enough for someone to get down there and get her out. So. True. Like, someone right. had to come and, like, pull her crawl out. across. Right, and pull her out. Or enough, like, height. Yeah. Yeah. And hook her out. Yeah. Wow. So, everyone felt like Jessica was a part of their family. People were like like sending well wishes. People the the news like their phones were ringing off the hook. People calling in about Jessica. Yeah. Um they wanted to know what's going on with her, blah blah blah. Um it's like a live action soap, wasn't it? Yeah, like people a- were it was like a movie in you know what I mean? Like people yeah. were like, "Oh my god." Um, you know, but you'd be on your like the edge of your seat, wouldn't you to see like Especially as it started getting into like the more intense bit where you could start seeing her or listening mm. to her or whatnot. I bet that a lot of people felt an emotional connection to that sort of thing. Oh, definitely. Like plus like this is the beginning of twenty four hour news. Like people are like 
glued to their TVs about is Jessica okay? You know, for days because mm-hmm. it took days. I mean, that's mm. that's three days, you know. So when 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 do you do you obviously this was before you were born, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. It yeah. was six, six years <laughs> before, before was I was born. born. Six years before I was born. Do, do you remember a time when, in your lifetime, that that sort of thing has happened again, like where people were glued to the or TV? Like media coverage? Yeah. Oh yeah, nine eleven. Oh, I was going to say that's the only time that I can remember that was glued to the TV was nine eleven. Even here. Yeah. Um, and the news. I can't think that there's anything like this where, oh, you know what? Another another thing that I felt like was like a big, I don't know. It's hard though because now 24-hour news and big national news is like way bigger than it was. So it's hard to say that something, a lot of things, I guess, got to the level that this did. But this was the first, you know? Yeah. So this is the one that people remember. Yeah. But interestingly, so Jessica was a little cut up. You know, she had a couple of like scuffs and cuts on her heads and or cut on her head and whatever. Um, She also had to have one of her toes amputated um, because the circulation was cut off to it the whole the whole time she was down there. Um, So um, she had to do a couple of surgeries, but she was fine. Like she doesn't remember it. She's an adult now obviously yeah um she doesn't remember it at all um wow something like tr- it's amazing what well the, she was only 18 months old cap- yeah but imagine like that's how clever the like the brain sort of is like it can as you get older as we all know our memories of our childhood and our stuff fade and they like become blurry don't they but you would think something as traumatic as that experience would have stuck in her mind in some sort of way and i bet she can only relive it by via the video broadcast and stuff yeah. like that that she knows it happened to her but she couldn't right remember, she like, remembers she that pe- remember what it. people told her not her own memory yeah yeah exactly and that's a lot, a lot of the time that happens with people yeah it does yeah there's things about like have you ever heard that old people, as they get older, like old couples, they rely on each other to remember their own memories? Did you know that? Yeah. I think that's yeah, so funny. Like, oh, what was that that I did, honey? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just think yeah. that's funny. Uh, my grandparents do that already. They have like a joint memory. Like they yeah. they, re- they have to help each other remember things <laughs> Because they're mm-hmm. storing it together instead of singular. <laughs> but that's what yeah. old, like couples that have been together for a really long time Ugh, are like that. So, so um, But Jessica, so like I said, because like, everyone was a, all into the story and all worried about her and everyone felt like they had a connection to her. So um, a bunch of people actually donated to baby Jessica. And the money that was okay. donated was put into a trust fund that she received when she turned 25, which was back in 2011. Um, and it was a hefty sum. Oof. It estimating about $800,000. Wow. So good for her. 
she got married. I won't say her yeah, married name okay. or anything because that's no one's business but hers. But um, you can find it on the internet if you wanted to look for it. But I'm I'm glad like for such an awful experience. At least she's had like quite a normalized life afterwards. Like for quite a traumatic and mm-hmm. different experience. At least she has like, and that is lovely. That they made it into a movie. I... Oh my god, did they? In nineteen eighty nine, called Everybody's Baby, The Rescue of Jessica McClure. So you can watch that if wow. you're interested. It was a TV movie called Everybody's Baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. You think before that was like for before technology and stuff and people were still like she had like a GoFundMe, well not GoFundMe, but that was like a everyone don't. I guess she had a hotline or whatever to donate money to, mm-hmm. and I bet that like the family, like didn't ask for that or anything. I bet that was just set up by people like their kind right. hearted yeah, people. people from all yeah. over the world. Wow, worried about her. That's an interesting story. Yeah, but that yeah. was the first like big uh, personal like human interesty story. That was on 24-hour uh-huh. news and captivated the whole country. Hmm. Like, obviously, um, before that, like I said, they had the the Challenger um, explosion. Was there, yeah. was there other big story from, from that decade? Um, but that's different, though. It's a disaster. That's a tragedy. Do your, do your parents or does anyone, like, personal to you remember this story? Of Jessica. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if younger wow. people do do though. So actually, I don't. Yeah. So um, I think I've been told that my cousin Jack listens to this podcast, and he is significantly younger than me. Significantly. So I wonder if he knows. So Jack, if you hear this, send me a text that says whether or not you knew about this before. Thanks. Good. Per- <laughs> well, that was very interesting. Thank you for that little nugget of knowledge. You're welcome. Uh, nugget of knowledge sounds like poop for your brain <laughs> for your brain <laughs> well I'm going to tell you the story of Maddie McCann so I'm guessing you know who Maddie I McCann do. is anyway. I've yeah? heard of Maddie McCann so I don't know the story so though. it basically no so it took um, it took the UK by storm um, this is re- fairly recent, though. It's fairly recently. It's fairly... It's 2007. It started in 2007. Okay. But there's been knowledge all the way up till this year. So there's been insight. So it's an ongoing case anyway. But I'll tell you the in, ins and outs okay. of it. So Maddie McCann was... Um, she was a little girl. She was three years old. And she was from England, yeah? From Leicestershire. And she goes on holiday with her family. Um who her parents are called Kate and Jerry McCann. And she's got her she's got twin siblings that are two years old, so she's the eldest, yeah? And they go to Portugal and she disappeared. And there's been rumours that she got taken. There's all sorts of stuff. Uh this disappearance happened, it was so sudden and it was so covered by the media, it literally took England by storm, the same sort of thing mm-hmm. as what you were saying about Jessica, yeah. yeah. Um, it had obviously it had world coverage. I actually kind of think and... that Maddie McCann is your guys's Jean Benet Ramsey. Yes. Yeah. It had. Yeah, I agree with that. I only found out about. Um, 
I only found out that because uh, my little brother uh, covered that as part of his schoolwork. That was one of his. He had to do a a story. That's and very interesting. He, he told me about that, but I'd never I'd never heard about that before until he'd done that what, a few years back. But yeah, it was very interesting. So, I I would I would I would say it was very much compared to that. To be fair, um, but here it was more um, compared to actually the same sort of media coverage as the death of Diana. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was huge. I remember it very vividly. Um, I was around 14 when it happened-ish. And I remember her parents mainly being under intense scrutiny for this disappearance and what happened and the allegations of involvement of of her daughter's death. They thought they 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 actually killed her. But, yeah, so um, obviously because it was so huge, there's been various documentaries and movies and articles, blogs, everything's been set up for this, yeah. But it also, as I said before, it's been, like, it re-enters our media quite often, mainly on a yearly basis, probably, or every Is couple it of like years. just to, yeah? like, retouch on it or, like, to re to retouch on it like the uh, like a case update or what it's going through at the moment or there might be sometimes it's like court coverage of that kind of reminds me of like um, um do you know who elizabeth smart is she was a girl in america that got kidnapped and then they and then she was missing for like a really long time but then she was found alive she got found yeah yeah, yeah. but i remember yeah. that just it was on the news like every day like it felt in in like uh then after it kind of like slowed down a little bit or whatever like it still was on the news like mentioned in some way you know what i mean like every day yeah or at least it felt like every day yeah i've i've watched a documentary on that actually that was interesting i watched that on netflix so maddie she was three years old i'm just trying to set a little picture of her so she's a little blonde girl and the thing that was very distinctive about Maddie is that she had a brown section in her blue eye and that was in uh, all her, like, rest of her eyes were blue, but she had, like, a little segment of brown in her left eye, I think Super. That's super rare. Yeah, super rare. So she's quite distinctive in that, in that manner. Um, her parents were both doctors and they were practising Catholics. Her parents met in Glasgow... And they were married in 1998, and then Madeline was born in 2003. And the twins, a boy, one boy, one girl, were born in 2005. So, the McCanns go on holiday to Portugal on the 27th of, uh, 28th of April 2007. Uh, they're having a break for seven nights at a place called Praia da Luz. It would be like um, a set of like three or four in one group, three and four in another, but they're all part of the same resort. So, okay, it's like a little holiday. It's like a, they're like vacation condos. Yes. Yes. Okay. This apartment was a two-bedroom, ground floor. And it was in a group known as uh, Waterside Village. That was the name of the resort and such. Um, okay. The McCann's actually went with a group of friends and they all stayed in um, apartments nearby and close to them, next to them and whatnot. Um it was accessible, but to the public, from two sides. One side had sliding glass patio doors, and that went straight into the living room. And the back overlooked the Ocean Club's pool, which is quite 
um, notable for this story as well. So the two entrances to the apartment, um, one overlooked the pool and one, the other one could only be accessed actually through from the street. Okay. Um, the apartment's front door was the opposite side of the block to the two entrances, yeah? Um, in their apartment, the kids slept in one bedroom and that was near the front door and the parents uh, slept behind it, like in the back bedroom. Mm-hmm. The kids were closest to the front door side, so they're further away from the entrances, if that makes sense. Yeah, because people, the people other, wouldn't yeah. normally use the front door, is that what you're saying? Yeah, they would use the patio door okay. to access the apartment, yeah. Okay. So the bedroom had one window, about waist height, had curtains and it had a shutter. And this shutter is like a blind, like fixed to the window. It can only be accessed to open and closed inside the room. So Maddie slept with her siblings in the same room and Maddie had a bed closest to the door and they, the two twins had travel cots like in the middle of the room, yeah? Okay, so... Is that, like, opposite of the window, her bed? Is, like, on the other side of the room? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now, we're getting into the disappearance side of the story. She disappeared on the 3rd of May, right? Um, okay. And that day was a typical day in their holiday. They played by the pool. They played with their family. And then they were part of this kids' club, right? So the parents stuck them... Stuck them... It's a, bad, it's a bad way to say, but the <laughs> the parents enrolled them. Is that a better word to say? Um, That's all right. We could just say stuck them. <laughs> st- stuck them into a kids club, which is basically like someone from the resort. It's like a resort led activity day when the kids go and stay yeah. with the resort and they do like activities and stuff work with them. So they went out there and while the parents were in the kids' clubs, they'd done a, a, like parent activities. So they went to the tennis courts, they went out for drinks, da 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 and they didn't have to yeah. watch the kids, basically. Um, around six o'clock when the kids' club finished, um, they all went back to the apartment, apart from Maddie's dad, Gary. Is it Gary? Jerry, not Gary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jerry went and had a tennis lesson at the tennis courts. And after his lesson, he came back um, and he went to go and put the children to bed. So the mum sort of got them ready when I was there and then she got herself ready because they were going to go out for dinner. Mm-hmm. But their typical routine was to leave the children inside the apartment while they went across the pool area to a... Mm-hmm. A bar, like a tapas bar. So that's where they met their friends every night. And they'd done that for like, a couple of nights. They leave all the children in their apartments asleep because obviously they're only toddlers. And um, and like just kept checking them and whatnot. So so it's like just like a, a bar on the opposite side of the pool? Yeah. Kind of yeah. like right by? Okay. Right by. I think. So it's not like they're like left. Oh, no, no. It's literally baby's home alone. No, it's opposite their apartment. They were still like in the general vicinity. Yeah. But the kids not are far up in the house asleep and they're 100 yards away or whatever. Yeah. So Jerry comes to read the kids a story. They go to bed. Um, he then leaves the bedroom door a little bit ajar. And um, he made sure, obviously, the windows and the shutter was closed in their bedroom. 
Mm-hmm. So off he goes down um, with his mates down to their, the tapas restaurant and they went to go and eat with their friends, yeah? About nine o'clock, um, Maddie's dad returns back to the apartment to go and check on the kid, kids and notices that the door position has changed um, from when he left it, yeah? Okay, the door to the bedroom? Yeah, the door mm-hmm. of the bedroom of the kids' bedroom was a bit different to the way then he left where it before. He had left it, yeah, yeah. Um, but he walks into the room and he sees all three children sound asleep. They're fine and dandy. He then goes back to the restaurant and all is well. Yeah. He did stop on his way back to the restaurant to have a conversation with a someone. It doesn't act. Uh, I couldn't find out who that someone was, mm-hmm. but he talked has a chat with someone. Yeah, on the way back. Um, about quarter past nine, um, another parent in the in the group uh, walks past Maddie's room and to go to check on her own children, see if they're still asleep and whatnot. Um, and she <laughs> sees a man carrying a child across the road. And after Madeline, uh, Mad, uh, her full name's Madeline, obviously. But I'm, for the purpose of this, I'm going to call it Maddie, yeah? So after Maddie appears, he becomes the police main subject. Uh, mon- subject? Suspect. Her name's okay, so, Jane Turner, yeah? So this was at mm-hmm. 9.15. Um, the, the, the the lady walks friend, past McCann. Okay. Yeah, walks past uh, the, the McCann's apartment. And she noticed from across the road that someone was carrying a child. A man was carrying a child. Didn't think of anything of it. Okay? Right, right. But after her disappearance later that night or whenever, um, that that person became the... The main suspect. Lead subject. Yeah, the main suspect. But six years later, actually, the police conclude that the person that this Jane saw was another British, like, it was a holidaymaker and it was nothing to do with him. He was, he was carrying his own daughter to their holiday home. Yeah. So... So yeah, unrelated. Unrelated, yeah. But it's six years later, that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> six years of like being the main sus- uh, suspect in a trial where it was literally just your own daughter. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> so nine thirty. So fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes after that happened, um, another parent in the group goes, "Oh, I'm going to go and check on my kids now. Would you like me to go and pop in and and check yours?" So he goes and checks them, checks his own kids, and then. He then returns and says, everything's fine, all good. Didn't check the other kids, though, just checked his. Even though he said he offered to check the other kids, he didn't. But he didn't. No. 10pm. Okay. So this is half an hour after they last apparently got checked, when everyone thinks they got checked, and they didn't, yeah? Mm-hmm. Maddie's mum finishes eating and goes back to the apartment to check on her kids. This time, she notices the door is like wide open to the the bedroom and she thought that's weird when she goes in a breeze slams the door shut okay ominous but that means the window's open exactly so she then realizes maddie has gone missing she notices the windows open and the shutters were up so that can only be done from the inside inside yeah and that's when the first, like, oh, shit, Maddie's not here yeah. happened, yeah? Yeah. 
Can I briefly In- ask one question? Like, yeah. say you're a kidnapper. Yeah. And you're in a bedroom and the front door is just outside the bedroom. Yeah. Why do you Why go do you not- through the window? So it's we, they still don't know. Okay. Because they keep the door locked on the um for the outside, that maybe you needed it was probably double locked with a key. Maybe you couldn't get out unless you had a key to unlock it first and then open the door. Yeah? Huh. I get mm, I don't know. That's a weird door so, though. Is that common yeah. for an English door? Yeah. That but you, they're you not in England, from the they're inside. in Portugal. But it's yeah. like a holidays camp, so Oh, uh, that's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. A double glazed door, like say if an average front door here, you'd have to you can lock it from the inside. Yeah. Uh, and take the key out or whatever, and you can't uh, you can't get out. You've locked Without. it. You can't get out. Yeah, okay. I rem- I remember that from my yeah. door, but I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe is that a normal door? We don't have doors like that very much here. Yeah. So anyway, Maddie's missing. Yeah, Maddie's missing, and one of the things that her mum did notice is that her favorite blanket and her like cuddly toy is still on the bed. But she was gone, obviously. And that's when she's, um, she started searching the apartment really quickly, like just looking in case she'd like wandered to the bathroom or whatnot. Wasn't yeah. anywhere. And then she started screaming towards the restaurant, Maddie's gone. Someone has taken her. Okay. So. I have a feeling that you're about to scrutinize her for saying someone's taken her. <laughs> And I, I just would like to say that sh- maybe she logically thought that a three-year-old could not have gotten out of this place by herself. So someone's yeah. obviously taken her because she could not have gotten away alone. Well, personally, I would just gone, Maddie's gone, and it wouldn't, to string that sentence, someone, someone's taken her. Seems very, obviously, I have never had any of this ever I mean, happen to me. And other... you can't, I can't scrutinise something that I've never had experience for. And you don't right. know, in that moment, you would never know what to say, would you? So. But I just don't think, I mean. Whatever. I don't think people should criticise her for saying that. Because I feel no. like, what other logical explanation was there? Like, she came to the conclusion that I came through a mm-hmm. door that was shut and found, like, a, a toddler could not climb out of a waist-high window. Yeah. That's, they couldn't. No. Nah. They're just too high up for a toddler, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it would be about her height, wouldn't it? A waist-high. It would be about her height. Right. So she, maybe yeah. she could reach the sill, but she but wouldn't was, be able to pull was, herself up like that. It's too hard. But there was, for, a bed in, there was a bed in front of it. So she just climbed on the bed and climbed out. But she would have had to have brought up the the shade yeah and it, how did the shade open was it From like a pulley yeah a pulley but not not like a twi- twisty it was a no pulley. not twisty a pulley yeah okay so a kid could do that well but usually those are kind of harder though you have to give them a little bit of pull it's not like a just a uh-huh. hug like it, that takes no. some takes a little bit of strength that i don't think a toddler would have no so i feel like i am comfortable in thinking that you could just gather 
There's no way yeah. she could have gotten out of here alone. Someone took her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I will. I understand that. Okay. Okay. So around ten past, um, Maddie's dad sent one of his friend. Uh, sorry, Maddie's dad actually went to reception about ten past ten. Yeah. Okay. And asked them to call the police. Do the they police not have cell phones? They wouldn't work in a foreign country at that time. Oh, that's right. That's right. They're in Portugal, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, and the police didn't actually, um, the police didn't, okay. So, Maddie's dad went to the, the reception and asked them to phone the police straight away, yeah? Um, and it says in the, the newspaper they activated their missing child protocol. And I don't know what that means. Um, like the, com- I don't, the hotel or the resort had a, com- has yeah, a protocol the resort, for... A protocol for missing children. So I'm guessing it would be like, get all the staff, start screaming her name, trying to find her, yeah? And securing the, securing the area or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And they took literally all the staff and all the guests that were staying on the resort, literally gone out to search for her. And they actually searched until half four in the morning. As the police came uh, to start the investigations, um, on the 4th of May, so this is the next day, yeah? Mm -hmm. The parents were told to make an appeal straight to the public, yeah? Okay. They mentioned about her favourite blanket and her favourite toy and that she misses she'll be missing them and um she, uh, the parents were holding them and like addressing the public to say can you help us find her and whatnot mm-hmm. um the dad actually said words cannot describe the anguish and despair that we are feeling as parents for our beautiful daughter madeline we request to anyone who have my information to madeline's disappearance no matter how trivial contact the portuguese police and help us get her back safely and quickly and her mum said please if you have madeline let her come home to her mummy daddy brother and sister we love her so quite heartfelt like yeah address to the public a, a plea to the public yeah so that's on the 4th of may yeah they're still searching they've got all the police involved they've gone uh just searching the immediate area in Prelalus, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, the fifth of May, Portuguese police then decide that Madeline was had been abducted, but they still think she's alive and she's still in Portugal at the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the search widens, and then that carries on for a few more days, not to the fourteenth of May. Detectives in the police um, question a man called Robert Murat, and he is the first official suspect, and that's 12 days after her first disappearance. So they've been searching for 12 days already. This uh, Robert was um, from the UK, and he lived literally across the road from the apartment, yeah? Um. I don't know if you, I've heard in a lot of crime podcasts and TV shows about people 
inserting themselves into an investigation, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's, qu- it's quite common. And this is what this bloke did. So he could speak Portuguese and he offered to do translations for the couple between the police and, and the parents, yeah? Um, so they actually, the police actually signed him up as a interpreter for a little while um, and he said he wanted to do this job because he had a daughter in England about the same age as Maddie. And it, mm-hmm. uh, she reminded him of Maddie, yeah. Okay. So that was the first suspect, yeah. Three friends of the McCanns, um, or they call them the Tapper Seven in the media because that was the group. They just had to nick, they nicknamed them something, yeah. And you know yeah. what I was saying about the media was like really hyped up about obviously all this. They started making assumptions outside what the police said, what the parents said. And they started to make up, like, to make it clearer to the public, they started, like, naming them in groups because they weren't allowed to have their official names in first at first. So mm. um, they started calling them the Tapas Seven. Um, three of them had said they'd seen uh, Robert outside the apartment of 5A shortly after his disappearance, after the, her disappearance, right? Um. There's another person that was staying at the resort also said they'd seen him and a couple of other tourists in another resort had seen him in the area, yeah? Okay. Um. So it started to build up like a case against him with him, the, the, the sightings of him, basically. But he had an alibi. He, was, uh, he lived with his mother across the road and he was there all evening. So that basically... But his alibi was his Bye-bye. Mom. Yeah. And she okay. agreed, yeah. Okay. That was what happened. Um, on the 15th of May, so the day after, his home was searched and the pool was drained, his cars, everything he owned, his computers, his phones, all taken away from him, and videotapes. His, his garden was searched, also using the radar technology to see if he'd, they'd, he'd like, buried her or whatnot. Maddie's mum and dad on the 30th, uh, 30th of May, went to visit the Pope in Rome, yeah? Um, oh. It was a... That yeah, seems like it they would be went... tough to get an audience with the Pope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the first of a series of, like, events that they um, tried to get up interest in the case and stuff and please the public, like, mm, the more okay. media coverage possible across the world, really. Okay. Um... And they were trying, Portugal obviously was quite popular with British holidaymakers, but it's obviously on the continent. So the borders are particularly open, yeah? So they could have been anywhere. <laughs> I see. Yeah, because... Of so that's the... why they started, yeah. Okay. okay. On the 6th of August, so a couple of months later, a Portuguese newspaper reported that the two uh, British sniffer dogs were being brought over from England. But I want to tell you a little story about the dogs, actually, because it's quite a, a sweet story. Okay, the two dogs were called Eddie and Keela, and they arrived on in Portugal on the 31st of July. So they're there a while before they even, like, reported anything. Yeah. Um, they were taken to the apartment... They was all taken to the wasteland around the apartment and, like, the beach. 
they were they were signaling dogs. They alert if there was any bodily fluid mm-hmm. um, or like traces of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And both dogs alerted behind the sofa of the living room. And Eddie gave an alert near the wardrobe in the main bedroom so he could smell her. And they were given the cuddle cat to uh, and, the, and the blanket just like to so identify the snake. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there were no alerts on the beach or wasteland around. Um, mm, okay. So the the dogs were also allowed to go and visit the other apartment the parents were staying in after Maddie had gone missing. So they'd come out of their old apartment, obviously, and had to stay somewhere else. And they also rented a, a car over in Portugal as well. And so the sniffer dogs were allowed to go and sniff them. Um, the house... And all the grounds were all searched on the 2nd of August and the only alert was from Eddie when he encountered the cuddle cat which was laying in the living room. Yeah. Um, Keeler didn't give any alerts at all. But the the search warrant, the police actually left with the boxes of the McCann's clothes. They also took the cuddle cat, a pair of latex gloves, suitcases, a notepad and two diaries. And one was them that was Kate was writing the events down after the disappearance she she wrote down all the times what happened what she was thinking what she was feeling whatnot and she wrote that all down in a notepad yeah that's actually um maybe she was just trying to that sounds like something my mom would do like just to be like now we need to keep a record yeah everything will be important i need to note it everything will be important i can't forget i gotta write it down and also that's something my mom would do for sure yeah definitely like when you everything's so quick and it, you want to like make sure you've got everything down, don't you? Yeah. Um, she also had a friend's Bible that she borrowed, and there was a, a a marked passage in it from Samuel. It was about a death of a child, um, and it was copied into the police co- uh, case file with a Portuguese Portuguese translation, and it reflected about how she was reading something about the death of a child but she wasn't even sure if her own kid was dead yeah basically and then they were trying to use that as as some sort of evidence that she knew that maddie was already gone or something yeah yeah okay so obviously that was into the case file but um because they took all those items they then started using those items to pop in different locations to make sure the dogs were correct in their findings where they they'd alerted before so um here both dogs alerted on the box of clothes and apparently a a source that was apparently reported that one of the dogs alerted because um there was a smell of corpses on kate's clothes but how could they know that it was the smell of corpses when the dogs alert to such a variety of things? Exactly. So that was obviously yeah, in the media. The Kate said basically, like, I'm a doctor. I'm in close contact because I'm a family doctor. Like, I can, I'll smell like dead <laughs> because I'm I'm a, like in contact with dead people or whatnot. The dogs always also searched the car and they alerted a few times uh, of on blood they found uh, on the driver's door and the ignition and key ring. She kept alerting at the key ring so it was hidden again 
and the dog just kept on alerting. So it was hidden in different locations. Mm-hmm. And every time that she yeah. alerted, yeah. So as of that, um, the Portuguese police started running stories that Maddie had died inside apartment 5A. And that's where the story started. So because they had alerted, the dogs had alerted inside the apartment and also in the car. They, they made th- the assumption the from assumption. there. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And then it was in the news. Yes. In okay. Portuguese news. And on the 11th of August, 100 days after Maddie had gone missing, this was the first time they publicly announced that she could be dead. Yeah. So, 100 days is really not that long. Do you, do you think, like... To then say that... Yeah, she's, she's disappeared. Well, oh, she's dead. Did they say she may be dead or they assumed yeah. she's dead? That they... Investigating officers publicly acknowledged that she may be dead. I don't think that's weird. I, because as a police officer... I mean, statistically, what, kidnappings are dead within 48 hours most yeah. of the time. So a hundred days after, I think it's safe to assume. It would be different as a parent. Like, you don't want to believe that your child might be dead. Mm-hmm. So on the 7th of September, uh, they both became suspects of her death. But earlier on that year, in June, a German, uh, at a press concert, a German journalist asked them whether they were involved. Like, out plainly just asked them, were you involved in the disappearance of your daughter? Like, what a question to ask someone in a, in a press conference. Right. Like, your freaking daughter's just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was. Like, you're not like, what? If they were, they weren't going to tell you. Exactly. <laughs> And on the 30th of June as well, a Portuguese uh, article came out called The Madeline Case, A Pact of Silence, and that basically stated, stated them that they were killers, that they killed their own children, like they killed Maddie. And that was just a Portuguese press, though. And that, that was just that to... they just were like... Yeah. Apparently, it, it highlighted in this report, it highlighted um, alleged inconsistencies between their statements... And also implying that that person uh, Jane saw carrying the man was just uh, uh, carrying the man. <laughs> she carried the man. <laughs> carrying the child was just been invented. It wasn't. It wasn't true. She didn't see anyone. Oh, part of their story. So they had the pack of silence between the seven. The, the seven couples. The Tapper Seven. Yes, the Tapper Seven. Um, one of the reporters obtained a mobile number of one of these seven and he basically done his own investigation, apparently. Okay. Yeah. And he had a leak and an informant of uh, one of the, one of the, it was trying to turn the tap out seven against each other, yeah? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Because it was just the press and not the actual investigation, the police basically said they had no evidence whatsoever. Um, but that that article has been constantly reverted back to all the time. So even though it's been 
discredited um, discredited of. by the police yeah it is the press use it a lot mm-hmm. and um it's caused a lot of pain and pestering of the McCanns because of that mm-hmm. over the years on social media and stuff another weird um thing was <laughs> a weird conspiracy theory about this disappearance is what the Tapas Seven were all swingers and they had been sedating their children so that they could have swingers parties um, That's so and random. that they did <laughs> yes and out of nowhere yeah it's just ridiculous and they all had said a pack of silence because mm-hmm. they were all sleeping with each other's husbands or wives and whatnot and um, they wouldn't talk to the press because they had a pact of silence and were too embarrassed and whatnot. <laughs> it was all due... <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it just completely has nothing to do with anything. Like, whether they were sleeping together or not sleeping together, like, yeah, literally has nothing What's to do with What's that got to any... do with it? It yeah. just sounds like some sub dude was just like, you know, we're going to make this more interesting. If they were all swingers. Yeah, make it a bit juicy. Yeah. But it, it mainly did focus on the fact that there was apparent inconsistencies with the statements, yeah? Yeah. Uh, between the two parents. Um, so the reason why there might have been inconsistencies, there might have been a thing for this. So the questions were asked in Portuguese and someone interpreted their answers in English, from English and whatnot. So there might have been a bit of a misinterpretation of different events. We just found another tainted word. Interpreted. Oh, yeah? It's interpreted. In, yeah, it is in, interpreted. Interpreted. But that still doesn't feel right. It, it, yeah, that is right. I'm, I'm not saying it right. But you say, but it feels better. It feels better to you to say interpreted. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it feels better. I was like, ooh, look, there's another one. Oh, look, there's another one. Oh, but that one's... Um, okay, all right, anyway. That one, that one's wrong. That was just me. Okay. That was just a Sorry. Sophie. Sophie slurs. That's what I should start calling Perfect. Perfect. Sophie slurs. <laughs> so one of the inconsistency sees was um, whether Kate entered the apartment from the front or the back door. So apparently on the first time, so she said she went for the back door. Next time, said so from the front door. And vice versa. And she was interviewed four times and she said different doors. But, but that was that be because the... the interpreting was... Exactly. So okay. that could be... So it was then typed up in English and they read it back and they signed it off. So... Was the interpreter the same person every time? I don't know. doesn't say. I wonder. I doesn't say that. I wonder. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, like, it's pretty easy and pretty clear to interpret mm-hmm. the word front, back, side. Like, that's not, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't accidentally say back when you mean front. Yeah, exactly. So that would but have to be an that... interpreter making a purposeful yeah. mistake. Or... It was saying... I don't so, know. So, yeah, it could be literally a mistake what woman you said but if you're talking in an interview you have to sort of pay more attention and you would be more careful what you said because it is quite a i feel like if you are a police translator you usually are being pretty professional and trying to interpret correctly and usually police translators 
are fluent in both of the languages that they're speaking. Yeah. So exactly. front and back or side and Would left be. and right are not those are things that you learn and they're like they're very beginning stages of languages. So even if yeah. they learned it as a second language, but if you're fluent now, you know those words. You know what I mean? So yeah. it seems like a pretty difficult mistake to make to mm-hmm. say the wrong word. So the only way I could see that being a translation error, I guess, would be like if they're translating the question wrong and then she's giving a different answer. I don't know. That doesn't yeah. even make sense either. I don't know. I, and I don't also, understand when you're how being that could happen. Interviewed, when you're being interviewed, they from police interviews of TV shows I've watched, I've never been actually interviewed by the police, so I'm not sure what the protocol is, but my understanding is that they try to sort of catch you out anyway (laughs) if that makes sense oh like they try to get you to slip up like if they think you're a suspect they try to trick you into telling them the truth yeah yeah okay it's a tactic like i I presume that there's a tactic of way of saying it like repeating so was she being last one yeah see because i was looking at it as just her being like let me give you all the information that i know no and they were like police interviews so it's yeah. like an interrogation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But even then, I just, I don't know. I can't see how I came in through the back door can accidentally be I came in through the front door. But there's it's inconsistencies about whether the front door was even locked. Um, oh, well, that could be people not remembering if they locked it. I mean, that happens. Yeah. Because they hadn't used it. They don't know if they locked it earlier or they didn't. Yeah, and, that could happen. Um. You know who's going to solve this case is me right now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, well, let me find yeah. out. That it, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the detectives actually questioned why Kate said what she said. Um, and she ran to the, the bar where the rest of the people were and she left the other two kids inside. Why does she do that? Like that part is weird. That part is weird. Yeah. Your one child is missing, and you leave the other two alone. And another thing is, like another thing, what you mentioned earlier as well is like, why could she just not mo- Like, why did she not use her mobile? Like, you wouldn't care about the charges, would you? Like, if you're phoning, um, the well, police... I don't know though. Is it is is it that your phone won't even work? Because sometimes, like, oh, it will work in in Europe. It would have worked because there's some. Are you sure? Because there's sometimes yeah. like when you make a call and then it says like, um, like for instance, like Verizon. So you, I have Verizon and I have, you know, I can call from anywhere in the United States, blah, blah, blah. But if I go mm-hmm. to England and I, tr- or I'm sorry, if I'm, call, yeah. yeah, like if I try to make a call, like. I can still make a call in America. Like I can go to America and I can make a call, but it will charge me. And I'm gonna look for it. Like it would just oh, change. Oh, you know what? Providers. You might be right. You know what? Yeah. You might be right. That might be correct. I don't know. I can't. But you know what? Though maybe I'm just thinking of like when you call an international number. Like if I called you from my yeah. phone, it wouldn't go through because that's an international call. Because I'm calling oh. from an American number to a UK number. Oh, okay. Sorry. Meeting. <laughs> okay. What are you eating? I've never tried. Yeah. When you come, bring Mm. me some. Another thing that was raised when these interrogations were going on before we got 
misled. Um, another issue is whether that shutter could be open from the inside, uh, outside as well as the inside. Um, obviously, when he, Maddie's dad put him to bed, he was absolutely sold that the shutter was closed, yeah? According to the press, this shutter was made um, of slats on a roller blind that was housed at the top of the inside window and it was controlled by pulling on a strap, so up and down, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, once rolled down, the slats locked in place outside the window and could be raised only by using the strap on the inside and that was basically, that's what everyone said. But... The police said they could be raised from the outside without being forced, to be honest. There was no sign of forced entry when in the apartment at all. The police said at one point that there'd been no abduction. There, the apparent discrepancies between the, the scenarios they tried proves that there's no abduction, that Maddie wasn't taken, yeah? Which is stupid. So this is where we're going to go a little bit into that. They've taken her uh, thing, yeah? It was very viewed with suspicion as though, like, she already knew that she was going to make a statement that she'd been taken. Like, that was their story, that she'd been abducted. So with um, Maddie's mum saying this, they've taken her, they started building a theory that Maddie's mum, uh, Maddie had died in the apartment, yeah? As a result of an accident, apparently. By sedation her too much to keep her asleep. Um, and they also said that they'd uh, hidden her body for a month, hired a car, and then picked her up and um, like disposed of the body after like three weeks after the event happened, yeah. Okay. All of Seems... all of one that one sentence by when my research, that's what it sort of concluded that it was just taken off that they've taken her, like that's what they Kate or her mum had, like. Yeah. So if you combine the they've taken her response with the. Uh, evidence of the dogs alerting yeah. in the car and the key fob exactly. or whatever and then you assume okay mm-hmm. yeah so uh in 2010 carlos and and joss i don't think that's how you pronounce his name but sure um was the head of the police union in portugal still top like still believed that madeline or maddie died as a result of the an incident or an accident in the apartment. That's what he, he... Okay. That's what he believes, yeah. On the 9th of September, um, the parents fly back home um, with their twins and that's that. They come home, they start doing press conferences here to, and they are... So that's all the same year as the disappearance. We then skip to the year after in 2008. And 2008, one of the biggest things is that the Portuguese police shelves the investigation. 
They've got no more evidence. They put it on the shelf. It's unsolved. Yeah. Now it's a cold yeah, case. It's a cold case. Yeah. And that was like a year after. So the next year. But obviously, the parents weren't really accepting of that at all. Right. Um, in the in March that year, they um. They filed from damages from the press in Portugal and England. Um, and they get five hundred and fifty thousand pound in damages that repay. That's a lot for the harassment they received from the media mm. over this case. Yeah, yeah. And then in April that year, um, three of the detectives, uh, um, sorry. In April that year, three Portuguese detectives fly to England and re-interview the seven, the Tapas seven, yeah, mm-hmm. um, about when Maddie vanished. Um, on the 17th of July, Robert, the first suspect, received 600,000 in damages from four newspaper companies um, for... Def defamation. Can you say it? Because I know that you can say it, and I can't. Defamation. Def- de- yeah, defamation. That's the word. Um, over serious defamation articles connected him with, obviously, her disappearance. So he got a payout from the the press as well. Mm-hmm. On uh, also in July, they that's when they shelf the investigation, and they take the. Um, prime subs, uh, s- prime suspect s- status from the McCanns and Robert. They take that away from them, so that's no longer suspects in the trial at all. Okay. The parents or, or Robert, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in August of that year, um, evidence was released to the public um, by the Portuguese police because they had thought it was a cold case, basically. Okay. So they released lots of evidence uh straight into the public view. So obviously that um reinvented the case again mm-hmm. in the term of a media sense. Yeah. So people could access and see what was going on and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um then in October that year, the Tapas seven uh won three hundred and seventy five thousand in damages from the newspapers as well. Um mm. so the media was such a big influence on this case and clearly they were just stirring the shit. Right. And dragging people's names through the mud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, move on to 2009. So it's two years, yeah. Um, a new case in Portugal opens mainly, yeah. Um, a campaign is launched on what Maddie would look like at the age of six. Mm-hmm. What she would look like currently at that time. So that was, I remember that was in the papers. Like the sun, um, they'd done like a, is it, would it be AI or it would be a, well, artist impression, like a computer Like a generation. Impression. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in January that year, the parents fly back to Portugal um, and that's the first time they've returned since coming home, yeah. So get, uh, they get re-interviewed again, uh, and by the tw- uh, by March, they've launched 
a appeal only in that area for like local area um to literally interview as many people as they can and also go for another search the parents um film a reconstruction of what happened at that event so they've got they're actually in it <laughs> they then go to america and talk to opera about this have an interview with opera in april about opera the parents yeah Oprah. 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 I was saying it wrong. <laughs> Who doesn't know how to pronounce <laughs> I... Oprah? Oprah. Saying... I've never met anybody that know. doesn't know how to pronounce Oprah. There you go. Another one. How What's the score now? We need someone telling this shit up. I've... We really do. I just... I can't believe that your mispronunciation of Oprah Winfrey's name has never come up before in our friendship. It's like blaspheming. It's like blaspheming of your country, isn't it? Like, you love Oprah. I don't think we <laughs> love Oprah. I think to me. everyone Every loves Oprah. world loves Oprah. Yeah. Oprah was a gift that to the true. nations, not just America, yeah. the world. For you, for you. Everybody you get a, gets a school. Get a... Everybody gets a school. Yeah. She made so many, and that's that's what you're giving away. You get a school. You get a school. You get a school. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to America. They have um, they go on Oprah's show and talk about her disappearance. Yeah, so that's quite a big, a big thing. For I don't know how to explain it. I I personally think that they glam not glamorized it, but they I think it their publicist for the case might have done some slightly odd had some slightly odd decisions of what they thought would be best to get the word out there personally so you think that the parents did some things that were inappropriate i don't think it was them i think it was like a publicist like i think they hired a publicist to do that uh, work okay you know what i mean yeah because they were rich, right? Like the McCanns were pretty wealthy people, and well, they were yeah, they they were middle class. Like they had, they were both doctors. So did they have? Um, why do I feel like I thought that they had like some sort of connections to like powerful people? Mm-mm. No. Mm. For some reason, I thought that they had like some sort of like in with someone. I don't know why. I don't know where I got that from. Mm. On the fourteenth of June, in two thousand and nine, um, a known paedophile called Raymond Hewlett says he was in the um in the area at the time but he has an alibi but he has no plans to reveal it so he said yeah what a dick i was there hey yeah. by the way i was there um i was there but like i'm not going to tell you why or when or anything else about it yeah but bye there was what a dick i remember the stories about a paedophile ring about a paedophile ring oh joker. um that's uh the wonderland Yes. Or no, no, no. That's correct. Oh, wait. Is it Wonderland? Yeah, it is Wonderland. Yeah, it's Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is like a really, um, was a paedophile ring, isn't it? So we move into 2010 now. And one of the biggest things in 2010 that happened with the case is that they, um, the McCann's release a, have a book deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. They get a deal to write a book about their daughter's disappearance and also they also launch an online petition to help 
force a UK and Portuguese joint review of all evidence in the case because currently they're, well, at that time they were doing separate investigations, the UK and Portugal, yeah? Yeah. Uh, they also told the Portuguese police they need uh, want more um evidence collected and that uh, the Portuguese police are basically saying that it's like gold dust. It's like four years later. Right. Three years later. Right. Sorry, three years later. And anything, it it would literally be like impossible. Yeah? Yeah. 2011, um, an appeal was made to the Prime Minister and he asked London Met Police to investigate the, pace, uh, the case now. So was it just in like a general... Like case, but he's uh, the prime minister specifically asked for the Met, and Scotland Yard also take on the case as well. So Scotland Yard is like the detectives, if that makes sense. Yes, they're like a separate force. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna skip forward. We've got a few other uh, claims that sh- um, they're more um, depictions of what Maddie might like look like at certain stages of her life yeah they're all being released I'm just going to skip forward because it's basically the same um to and fro in with the two um police forces between Portugal and uh Scotland Yard yeah uh relaunches of the investigation over and over again a few documentaries a few interviews um and whatnot okay a new suspect uh, in 2020, a new suspect was identified being linked to a VW camper pictured in the original um, investigation back in 2007. And the suspect is called Christian B. And he apparently confessed um, to a bloke in a bar that he knew something about the disappearance. Okay. When it had came on, it, uh, a news report had come on in the bar in, in a where he was and t- and told <laughs> he told his mate yeah well, i done that right. um, and he suggested <laughs> basically alleged that he suggested he's responsible for her gone missing also in that bar he also showed because he was on trial by the german police because he was a german man yeah already for sexual crimes he also showed the bloke in the bar a video of himself raping a woman an American tour, a tourist in Portugal, 2005. So he's always been in that area, sort of thing. So he travels to Portugal Ugh. quite a lot. Yeah, and yeah. is a douchebag a lot. Yeah. That video prompted the bloke in the bar to call the German police to alert them to the suspect around the time, the 10th anniversary of Madeline's disappearance. But he was already in jail and being investigated for uh, alleged... For the um, other things for, he had done. For the other things he'd done, yeah. And child sex abuse crimes as well. Also this year, Scotland Yard said that they re- uh, received 400 tip-off about the disappearance of Maddie since the new suspect was identified. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, in his case, in Christian B's case, that uh, led by the German prosecutors... The lead prosecutor for the case has written to Maddie's parents uh, this year and also telling them he has concrete evidence that she is dead, but he refused to tell them why. He said he said that it uh, that to reveal that evidence would jeopardise his investigation, so he couldn't tell them. Oh, okay. 
I guess that makes sense. But it's also like, if you can't tell them why, then why did you tell them? Yeah, exactly. But apparently, after media coverage of the comment, of his comments, um, the McCanns issued a statement and said reports they have received a letter from a German authority stating that Madeline is dead are false. So he said, the prosecutor said, I sent them a letter, and they're saying, no, you didn't. They said it's unsubstantiary stories that called unnecessary pain and anxiety to our friends and family, once again, disrupting our lives. We just want to get on with our life and find our daughter. Yeah, that seems like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where we are now. Well. Um, that guy from the bar sounds promising. Maybe that, hopefully that pans out. Yeah. Um, there was one article that I just saw um, online. Uh, it was... Maddie McCann detectives believe the case could be solved in 2021. A suspect, Christian B, to be quizzed in the new year. Hmm. So that was yesterday. Ah. Oh. Sunday, yeah. So it's still, on the 28th of December 2020, it's still going on. Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. that turn. Well, that's good that they're saying they might have it solved. Yeah, hopefully to give them. He's actually moved to a maximum security pr- uh, prison for his own um, protection. Safety. Yeah, the German police are actually trying to work alongside everyone else and hoped that they can find like the inconsistencies, uh, what they need to iron out before they question him to link him to the disappearance of money. Um, they said they will remain as determined as ever and will absolutely not let up in the new year. Good. The German police are, are, de- are determined to solve the case. But yeah, that's the case as it stands. And there's a lot more information you can find about this literally anywhere. Just type in the old Googles. <laughs> the old in, the, Google. in the old Google. Go- yep. Um, oh, one day Google will and... be old. Yeah, it will sad isn't it do you remember ask jeeves that was my oh my god yeah choice before that oh my god yeah i remember ask that jeeves. from like middle school i would have never yeah. have thought about that again for my life if you didn't just say that <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean do you have that things that. like that where you're like oh my god i know exactly what oh you're talking god. about but if no one yeah. said it to me ever again for the rest of my life i never would either do you know what the other day i was uh scrolling my phone on tiktok and um, there was a bit of music and it was like, this TikTok said, I've had this song in my head and I don't know where it's from and it just uh, it just lives in my head rent free and I have, it's, oh, oh, you know, I don't know, oh, oh, and it's just that I that know tune. that song. <laughs> right, what song do you think it is? I don't know. Right. But it's, I, so I know the sound to me, literally, but I don't know what it yeah. is. Things like that pop in my head all the time. Like I, I scroll through. It. I don't know why. I like old things always. I remember shit oh, I of like really peculiar, obscure stuff. I feel like um. So I don't feel like I have the same memory that I used to. Do you feel like this? Is this like a thing you just get? Because is it just me or is this like an olding thing? Um. I don't feel like I have I have the same type of memory as I used to, but I find I'm much more scatterbrained than, than ever. 
I, as uh, I hit my late 20s. Me too. I'm much more scatterbrained than ever. I don't know what that's about. But I really mean, yeah. what I really mean is that I don't, I find myself not being able to remember things that I know I used to. Oh, as in like you're like losing memories. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. I feel like I'm like, um, which I'm sure I guess like that is an old, like as you get older kind of deal, I guess, because yeah. maybe you have to, <laughs> you learn something new, you got to kick something out. Maybe it's like that. I don't know. But, yeah. um, but I feel like the longer do you, ago, do like I don't remember thing? those memories anymore. Like they're fading. Do you believe that thing about that? We only use like 1% of our brain. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, don't, I don't know. I guess I don't know enough about neurology. You can train your brain to remember things better though, Jess. Yeah. Like, but, there's like things there. But see, the things that like you take the time to purposely remember, you will remember. Like, yeah. And like things that are a big yeah. deal, like traumatic things see, or exciting things or whatever. Like you're always going to remember. Embarrassing things in my head. But that's a traumatic thing. It's big my, to you. Yeah. But the big things, the things that you things thought about a lot are always <laughs> going to stay. Like that's, that stuff yeah. sticks. But it's the little shit that you think, like you don't also, think about I it that really, often or something. I don't know. Yeah. I have really strange memories of like a cup or oh, like. Oh, yeah. Like a weird just scenarios. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just remember like, um. Uh, like, have you ever just like remembered the outside of a building, but you don't remember yeah. anything remember else the, about what it? Happened, yeah, and why it was important, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the time. I definitely find um, the things you want to remember now are re- you have to really, really try to remember them. So, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. Go, when you know you have to remember something, it's really hard to say. You're like, oh, well, I I'm have really to write it down. This once, yeah. Like say from like say from experience that like you're going somewhere yeah. and you have a really great trip or whatever, and you're like, oh, I've got, I have to remember this for the rest of my life. Oh, like, you won't. Though. This is awesome. Definitely don't. Definitely like, won't. I can't. Definitely won't. You can't remember the fit. I I wish you could like relive the emotional, relive the the thought, but you can't. You can't. You literally. Apparently, you are. I've read this thing that when you remember something, you're remembering the last time you remembered it. I've read that before not too. The fact, not actually what not happened. Not the fact of the, the, the original. Yeah. Right, which is, so you're actually remembering the last time. But that's why. Oh my God, I love this sort of shit. Like this, I want to study this shit so much. I feel I like it. that's why it's amazing. you misremember. Like people misremember things because you only remember it the way you remembered it. Exactly. And it's... Uh, you, it, this is why, it's the way you interpret it as well. This is why, and my family will freaking love that I'm going to say this story. But this is why yeah. when I was little, I don't remember how old I was, okay? But some scenario happened where I lied about something I did. Right. And now, me as an adult, I remember the lie as the truth. Like, because I lied ah. so hard about it when I was a kid. I lied so hard about yeah. it. And I want it. I, you believed it. Now I believe it. Like, I know yeah. that I was lying because literally everyone has told me that I was lying. And that it was a super obvious lie. It was like a super obvious little kid lie. But I right. lied so hard about it that me at 27 years old have no memory of anything oh, except the, the lie version. Like the you thinking it's true? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd, isn't it? 
my depiction of my life is only true on one in one way, like my version. I don't know if that's true or if that's my version. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I guess that's true because it, it is subject to your own interpretation. Yeah. And the way you have an emotion, how you remember something, it could have been really traumatic to you. Like it could have been really like significant. Mm-hmm. But to someone else, it was like a regular day and you don't like it was nothing a big at all. And obviously, as a kid, your mind works differently as you do as an adult. Like this shit, I could talk about hours. Maybe you, this is what you should have I, studied at uni because you seem really into it. I really. And like I you do, didn't I do seem this into computer science I mean you were into computer science but you weren't this into computer science you know what I'm saying yeah um if I ever do 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 haha (laughs) if I ever do a degree that last sentence is why it's not happening (laughs) (laughs) if it ever does happen when I stop laughing at do do um I want to do a open degree where I can study everything that I want to, I'm ever interested in. And one of them is um, like psychology and sociology and I want to do crime. How do you do an open degree? Um, basically, they're worth credits. So each um, year you, you choose, most things are like planted together. So like they weave into each other. Um, especially in the social sciences, as they call it. Um, they will have a bit of everything in. But um, an open degree works in that you, the first year, you do like a introduction to each of the things you want to do, but that's like parts of the year. So the first part of the year, you'll do psychology. Mm-hmm. The next part of the year, you do criminology and or a bit of... Um, I wanted to design as well, so I wanted to do, like, computer-aided design um, as one of my things, but not, like, animation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's quite hard because most things, like, they put together you a program of all the different classes you can, like, take together, um, and it's pretty diverse in what you can study in an open, um, in an open degree. And then the second year, some have... Um, prerequisites so you have to make right. sure that you've done right, right. that unit before and the same in the third year but they're all worth credits and then the whole you um degree is worth you've got to have a certain amount of credits to have a degree okay but that's how it works but then so then you have a degree in nothing a degree in you have an, you have an open called, degree you have an open degree and that's what it's called and it'll be a, a bachelor of science it can be a bachelor of the arts yeah, but then what job do you get with when that? When you can't decide. So you can say I've done an open degree and you can link. So a lot of people link their different subjects together. So oh, okay. So like, like I got like an open degree in history and... Uh, modern languages, so. Okay, so I got an open degree in history and modern languages. So now I want to get a job at a Spanish museum. Yes. Got it. So you can just do kind of... I mean, you could even do it just for fun. Like, if you just want to learn yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can do it for fun, yeah. yeah. A lot of people, like, a lot of el- like, a lot of older people, they want a degree. I like how you started with elderly and changed it to elderly. older people. <laughs> older people. I think it's more PC, isn't it? If I say 
older people, not elderly, not the elderly, <laughs> this 90-year-old woman like, I need, I need to know, I'm studying a computer course, <laughs> I'm doing IT, Aww. website building. You know what, if she's 90 and she's taking a computer course, good for her, she's keeping up with the times. Um, but here we are back at the end of this episode. If you're if you're even still here after the story ended many moons ago, um, don't forget to do all the uh, rating, subscribing, reviewing, and all that stuff because it'll make other people want to listen to us. Anyway, we're wrapping this shit up. Thanks for being here. Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Farewell. Adios. Is there any other way I can say goodbye? <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> Bye.